0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nerdwide Podcast. This is Nerdwide Podcast 2020 in review. And of course, I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with the best co host, Mr. Chris Rivers. 2020 is finally over finally dear Done. god but you Finished. listen here chris not for us yet we still need to review it when you review our favorite movies our favorite tv shows and or seasons and our favorite video games because this is the Nerdwide podcast where we like to come in and bring you all the tv movies and video game news and reviews that we like to do for you uh first, speaking we... of movies oh okay yeah
1: so uh I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but have you ever seen Mad Max? No. Okay. <laughs> well, it it took place in 2021, so. Okay. Well, let's let's not hope we get there.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm hoping for a, a a phenomenal 2021, but people have been putting on social media. If you think about it, 2021 sounds like 2020. One, as in W O N, and I'd like no. Twenty twenty did not win anything, so we're not going there.
1: Nah, <laughs> we're not. We're not
0: doing that. But of course, we are recording this in twenty twenty one. We were going to record this the last weekend of uh, twenty twenty, but of course, here in Nashville, the Nashville bomber uh, blew up the AT and T switcher station. And so I was without internet for three whole days, including Christmas. And let me tell you, I did not realize how much I need internet in my life to function as a human adult. Uh, so we, we sent the oldest child to my uh, mother in law's because she had internet so she can you know talk to her friends and everything. Luckily, we had a Verizon service on our phones so we could still use our phone. But uh, we broke out a couple of old movies. We watched Sweeney Tide, um, Fired Up, F.U., and um, what was the third one? That was the third movie we watched. Oh, uh, The Greatest Showman, just because that is an absolute classic and one of my yeah. favorite movies of all time. Had to wash out my mouth of Sweeney Todd. Just to... Sweeney Todd's
1: great. Uh, uh,
0: you know, it's it's, it's okay. Uh, you know, it's, uh, the singing was not my best. But anyways, of course, quick housekeeping before we get into our top five Ranking for 2020. Of course, our Patreon is live. You go to patreon.com slash nerdwide and you can subscribe to us there. But first, don't forget to share to all of your friends and family that we are nerdwine Podcast. You can find us on YouTube and all of your podcast listening services, except for Spotify, because we don't have any money and I am just not gonna, I can, I just can't pay that. Uh, but Chris, we did a little bit of catching up. Uh, I just want to know, man, how have you been with the past two weeks? I spoke to you last time. I spoke to you. Uh, on camera like this was last year. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been really relaxing. I've had these past couple weeks off. So now you uh, you
0: said you were going to watch some of the Arrowverse. You were going to catch up on movies, games, and shows. Um, we'll get into more of that next week. But any any fun
1: things that stood out in the past two weeks? Uh, I enjoyed pretty much everything I did, so nothing really jumped out. <laughs> well,
0: let me ask you this. What about you, Tyler? Uh, well, I mean, the past two weeks, of course, was Christmas and New Year's. Um, I got my first injection of the Moderna COVID virus um, vaccine. I No side effects. Just a sore arm, like what everyone's been saying. It's just a real... A real no blue arm. pee or anything. No blue urine. No uh no third head or anything like that. Third nipple anything. It's just just normal sore arm. I I do have colleagues of mine who have like had fevers and uh, mild joint pain, but other than that, nothing nothing crazy at all. But that's
1: outside of what you would normally experience with say a flu shot. Right.
0: That's exactly what it is. And no, it, this cannot give you COVID virus. It's none of that to work. So technically, I am like seventy three percent immune to the coronavirus right now. Um, I'll take my next one in the about a week and a half, two weeks, and then I'll be ninety four point eight percent immune to the good old Rona. Um,
1: and that five point two percent your third nipple.
0: Yep, third, five point two percent is hopefully a third nipple. Uh, I hope I can use that. But Chris, we've been talking about it for weeks now. We've been forgetting to do it the last episode we had, but Chris, it is time for the Fantastic Four Dream Casting, and nice. I'm going to start off right off the bat with Mister Fantastic. Now, Mister Fantastic, uh, I've thought about many times who I want to play this. Uh, you know, who can hold the mantle of the MCU's Fantastic or Mister Fantastic, and I broke it down to two, two ways I could go with this. Of course, my first one is Rahul Kohli from um, the Haunting series. I'll have to go, haunting of Blime is it Blime Manor? what the one he was in? Blime Manor. Blime Manor. And then Hill House was yeah. the other one. Yeah. So you've got him in that. Uh, I Zombie he was in. But here is my that's my sleeper pick. Now here is my absolute dream casting: John Krasinski from The Office, <sighs> of course, or from uh, Jack Ryan. And his performance in Jack Ryan is what set me for this. And, of course, he's... In A Quiet Place. In A Quiet Place. Uh, He wrote and directed that one, right? I know he he did one or the other. But, anyways, so that is my Mr. Fantastic. Chris, hoops is yours. This is awkward. Oh, boy. John Krasinski. Yeah! Uh, See, you just can't can't go away from John Krasinski. Because, I mean, he's... He's just matured. I guess that's the... I mean, just with him and Jack Ryan is what really set me apart for him. I don't know if you've seen that series, but there's two Mm -hmm. seasons and it's absolutely excellent. It's on Amazon Prime. Beautiful. (sighs) You ready for this next one? You're going to like this one. Yeah. Now, of course, I went with Ben Grimes, a.k.a. The Thing. All right. So, the Uh beginning... It depends how they go about this. Uh, if you go about it, how Fox did it, you know they had Ben Grimes in his human state for a little bit of the movies, both movies a little bit, and then you have him as essentially as the voice actor or the CGI or however you want to do it. But my pick for the thing is none other than the Legends star
1: Dominic Purcell. Uh huh.
0: You like that one, didn't you? That's a good one, huh, Chris?
1: I like that. Yeah, that's a that's a really good option. He could do it. Uh, his his
0: little gruffy voice, you know, he does on the legends and and he's yeah. bald, so that's just already just throw him in there.
1: <laughs> well, it's a little different from my pick. Okay. I went with Dwayne Johnson.
0: Ooh, the rock as the Rocky thing. Now, I saw I was yeah. looking at this, I was, you know, seeing other people's picks and stuff like that online. And some people were saying, like, John Cena. Uh, I never saw The Rock, but that is a good pick. And listen, he could play literally anybody in any thing.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that is, I, I like clerk. that pick. <laughs> I'm full of them all night tonight. Like, I'm telling you, this is going to oh, be a great episode. Um, but speaking of boys, <laughs> we've got the Human Torch next. Now, this is my second one that I've got two different picks here. Two different ways they could go about this. First one I have is KJ Appa from Riverdale, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal actor in it. Uh, he could play that, you know, young twenties or older teenager um, human torch that you sometimes see. It depends what story they're going to adapt for the MCU. Right. Uh, he, I just really like him as an actor with the, whatever hair they want to use. He's British. Uh, he's got orange hair in the show, but in real life it's brown. You know, just you know how CGI and uh, stuff like that works. So technically, he's already a flame flamehead. Yeah. Uh, second one is Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. I'm just both of them play younger things, but it's how you know how they're written and everything. But they could both play a a young slash you know young adult uh human torch and those those are my picks I feel like listen marvel if you're listening and or' watching if any of these get picked we expect some something in return that's all I'm saying
1: free copy of the movie
0: free <laughs> free copy of the movie uh screeners <laughs> um extras anything you want to do you know <laughs>
1: um so this is one where I kind of like you did I kind of had a Probably a more mainstream pick, mm-hmm. and then a sleeper pick. Um, I'll give you my sleeper pick first. Okay. Someone, someone that we've watched. Um, he's he's a little bit older, but he could play younger. Okay. Ben McKenzie.
0: Oh man, has he really done anything since Gotham that we know of?
1: Uh, I think he's had some film roles, oh. but he hasn't. I don't, I don't think he
0: would be shows. i I would even like him for like a victor von doom he would be good for that too though, oh but see he'd That'd be, be. fun, oh man, you know what throw Cameron Monaghan in there as well, just go ahead and throw him for the human torch <laughs> and who's your who's your dream one
1: <laughs> uh now this is the one that's probably a little more realistic because he already has connections to the m c u okay um Liam Hemsworth.
0: Oh, Liam Hemsworth. Hemsworth. And you could have him and Thor on screen together. Well, you know his Although, brother.
1: Although, I I will say this: he also. You would probably have to age him up a little bit. Yeah. I could see yeah. with the accent and all, I could see him being a good Victor Von Doom.
0: Oh, see, and that's the thing is with these dreamcastings, we really just don't know what age these um, characters are going to be in the movies. And that's right. what throw, threw me through a loop on some of these people. But, you know, these all could work. Now, this one is going to come out of left field here. My Sue Storm. Mm-hmm. I picked Olivia Dudley. Uh, mainly, I know her from The Magicians. Um, she, she's she got the CGI down, obviously, from playing in that. She's a really great actress. She's uh, I I just I feel like she would be a really good Sue Storm if we're going that younger route. Uh you know, I don't really know if she's been in anything else. Of course, I was just going off of you know what <laughs> my own personal preferences here. She's been in something mm-hmm. else though. Um let me see. The Ghost Dimension, Transcendence, uh The Vatican Tapes. She's been in uh, and then she dies tomorrow, which is a TV series I have never heard of. That's in season five seasons. Anyways, but that's my pick for Sue Storm. She the, Sue Storm was a harder one for me to pick because Jessica, you can't beat Jessica Alba.
1: Again, right, <laughs> personal preference here. And and to be honest, there's nothing saying that they couldn't recast her. Oh, could you imagine? I, I mean, uh. <laughs> So is that are you done with your Sue Yeah, Storm? that's that's the only one I could I could pull out. Um I saw this suggested somewhere and it really kind of stuck with me. Um Alice Eve. Alice for Sue Storm.
0: Alice Eve. Do I know her?
1: She was in Iron Fist, she was in Entourage, uh she was in Star Trek. Um... And think I, what else she's done.
0: Uh, I know her from she's out of my league in Iron Fist, like you said, Mary Walker. Oh, she would be a really good one, Chris. That's a good pick. I like that one. That's got my seal of approval. Now <laughs> let me tell you who Thanks, else. So. <laughs> let me tell you who else has got my seal of approval, and that is my pick for Doctor Doom. And of course, if you know me at all, this of course I had to pick one of my favorite actors. Uh, and of course you know, I did pick the one and only the ruggedly handsome the best actor out there, Michael Fassbender. Oh. Yeah. I know I almost that's threw everyone through that's a loop. I almost with Henry uh, well, yeah, you know, I know fine you have <laughs>
1: I got I would, a full-time job. I'm, I'm busy. Yeah, I just,
0: that's exactly what I tell everyone when they call for casting roles for me. I'm just like, guys, I'm, yeah. just, I'm really sorry we're in the middle of the pandemic. I can't right now. Yeah. Uh, no, no. but Michael Fassbender, I know he's Magneto. And technically, we don't have any new uh, mutant castings or anything like that about, um, you know, what's in store for the X-Men. So I really feel like if that. how do you pull him over? Pull him over as Doctor, uh, Doctor Doom. I mean, he... He obviously could play the bad guy. Again, he's got these superhero acting underneath his belt. I just think he's absolutely yeah. perfect.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with, um, but I'm going to. I like it. Because, because I have a different name here. Um, Vigo Mortensen.
0: You know, you keep pulling these names out.
1: You said Vigo? Vigo Mortensen. There from... he is right there. A number of things. I can't oh. list his.
0: Oh, he's in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So let me let me pull this guy up. What else? Okay, so he's Aragorn. Yeah. Mm. See, Chris, you're going with like top tier Oscar award-winning actors and actresses. <laughs> And he did play in Captain Fantastic, a movie in 2016, as Ben. So, I mean, technically, you know, ca- uh, Captain Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Ben's in Fantastic Four. Boom. Dr. Von Doom.
1: There you go. <laughs> See the connection I made there? Full circle, I've, everybody. I've also seen people suggest um, Christopher Waltz
0: He would... Mm. I might look him up as well, everybody. I apologize.
1: And a lot of people have been tossing out Keanu Reeves for the Silver I've, Surfer.
0: I've seen a lot of, like, period, putting him out there. You said Christopher who?
1: Waltz. Wow. W-A-L-Z.
0: There he is. Oh, he's in Um Glorious Bastards. Yes. Uh, and Legend Tarzan. He's played in so many. He is. He's played in a lot of my favorite uh, projects throughout the years. I Man, he has been trying to think of what it was recently... Because he's, he's so much fun to watch. Oh, he plays he a bunch of like German stuff, too. Because, I mean, he's German.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See how that works there? Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Our Nerdwine podcast, fantastic for dream casting. But, Chris, it is now time for us to get into what everyone has come to watch and or listen And that is our rankings of 2020. And of course, just like our show, we're going to start with TV show slash seasons. Cue the theme music. All right. Coming in at number five for my TV shows is Netflix's The Circle season one. And I had no idea remembrance that this premiered this year. January first is when it launched all of its episodes. Now, Chris, let me tell you what this show was about for those who slept on this absolute epic TV shows. Players start off isolated in an apartment with their online interactions as their only means of communication. The players use a social media platform called The Circle. And at the end of it, it's like it's a whole big catfishing thing if you want to be that way. Um but at the end one person wins. I I forget how much money. I think it was like $50,000 or $500,000. It was like, it's something right around there. It was a five there, but, and people get voted off and things like that. Dude, I'm telling you it's, I cannot wait for the next two seasons. It's such a good show, but like you're just in an apartment. It's all in the same apartment building. The only way you communicate is you go, Hey circle. And like you message different people and you could do There's different games that they do and pick on. Uh, I'm just a sucker for trashy television. That's my number five pick. Chris, I want to know what's
1: yours. So my number five is not a scripted show. Okay. Um, Normally, in in a normal year, this would not have made my top five. But I spent so much time watching it, what with the election and general chaos of 2020. Um I actually put the Rachel Maddow show down. Wow. I did not see that one coming. No. I I kept thinking about it and I was like, I spent so much time watching this show. And it's she's so good at what she does. Um so I threw that in there as my number five. See, Chris, that's a I didn't even think to go
0: that route. And I like where your head's at. But Chris, I want to tell you where my head's at with my number four pick, and of course we've talked about it before. Uh, and this is going to come as a shot it's being so low on my list. But that is the boys' season two. I know I can hear everybody going, "WTF, Tyler? Why is it so low?" Well, well, you're just going to have to, you know, wait and listen to find out. But it was. Season two of The Boys was so well done. The first season was excellent. The second one was even better to me than the first one was. But it, it did have its shortcomings on some things uh, compared to the other three shows I'm going to mention. Chris, numero four.
1: Number four is a little bit different as well. Um, this was a documentary miniseries. Okay. Called McMillions. Ooh, what is and, this about? Uh, so what this is about is the the scandal that erupted back in the day. I guess they still do it, but it's different now. Uh, McDonald's used to have the Monopoly game mm-hmm. where you would collect the pieces off all the stuff. When it first hit, um, it turned out that people inside were scamming it. They were They were getting the winning pieces, the winning prize pieces for like the big prizes. Getting them to people that they knew, and getting a cut. Well, how do they know
0: which ones were winning ones?
1: Because there were people looped in. Oh, so you're not, about, you're, the, you're not talking
0: about like your your little people, like your drive-through no, place. Okay, no, okay. this was. Oh, and well, where's is, what is this on? I
1: think I watched it on. I think I watched
0: it on Netflix. Oh, because that, like that sounds like a that like a fun little docu series to watch. I don't like I'm not um, a big documentary uh, person, but I will watch uh, stuff like that, especially if it's especially well, if it's on s- your top five list. Of course.
1: Let me um, let me Google this and see where it's popping up. It is. Oh, it's HBO. So That's I fair. watched it on. Uh, HBO Max.
0: Well, good, because I just bought that the past couple of weeks from Wonder Woman. And there's so many things I have to watch. Like a lot of things. But going in so we're listening, we're listening at number three here. Now, number three is halfway, Chris. I don't know if you knew that between one and five. So is it really? So, you know, I've been <laughs> counting wrong all these years. <laughs> My number three pick, another you know, uh, a lot of these, besides my number one, I've talked about on the show before, but this one uh, came in as a shocker. I did not expect to enjoy this as much as I did, especially not to put it as a number three. But that is the Umbrella Academy from Netflix season two. Uh, honestly, a sleeper pick. I had, did not expect that to um, to hit me as well as it did, but I think it's. Like we said a couple episodes ago, actually, it, it feels like a X-Men TV show.
1: And, you know, obviously that's,
0: I, that's why I enjoyed it. So, yeah, that's my number
1: three. Awesome. Uh, my number three was sort of a short series. Again, kind of a documentary situation uh, called Cursed Films. And it takes, mm-hmm. I think it's five episodes. And it looks at five different films. One episode to each, and supposed curses that hampered production uh, of the film. So one of the most one of the more famous ones is Poltergeist, the original Poltergeist. Uh, I don't think you've ever seen that. No,
0: I definitely have not.
1: We'll have we'll have to remedy that. <laughs> oh no! Part. Oh no! No! no. Uh, so there's the basic plot of Poltergeist is that they this housing development's been built, and part of it was built over ancient Indian burial grounds and it just so happens that this house Craig T. Nelson's in it and uh, his family's house is the house that was built practically on top of the burial ground mm-hmm. and they start experiencing strange phenomena moving furniture all sorts of stuff Th- this is where the famous uh, parodied scene comes up with Carol Ann the daughter of with the long blonde hair sitting in front of the TV saying they're here. Well, at one point they're having a pool dug for the backyard and it starts to rain. And during the night they look out, all these skeletons start floating to the top of the water. Mm -mm. Here's one reason why people think the film was cursed those weren't prop skeletons. They were real human skeletons that they used for production. Why? I, authenticity. Oh
0: no! <laughs> See, I've already got chills, and that's just not gonna work for me. So it it's a five episode series that oh, cause that might be interesting. But I don't like horror stuff. Is it, it all it, it, stuff like that,
1: or um? Not entirely. I mean, it's not there to spook people. Right. It's just talking about the production and everything. Uh, with with Poltergeist, Heather O'Rourke was the young girl that played Carol Ann. Um, she was in the next two installments. Hmm. But she died of a rare disease when she was like 10, I think. Oh. Um, the one that played the older sister was Dominique Dunn. She was Dominic Dunn's daughter, the the author. Mm-hmm. and she was murdered by her boyfriend. Oh, um, so it's just like kind of weird so coincidences. Yeah, but ah. there's they talk about Twilight Zone, the movie, in one of the episodes, and on and on.
0: See, that sounds like a fun one. I'd watch that. I'd it, skip it, the Poltergeist it, one, but I'd watch that.
1: No, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, that came on Shudder, by the way. Shudder.
0: So. Oh, that's the, the horror uh, mm-hmm. streaming service, right? Yeah. Right up your alley. Now, Chris, let me tell you what's right up my alley, and that is the are my number two pick, and that is Mandalorian season two. Talked about Never it. Never heard of time. it. Listen, last episode we talked about it. Like it's just I, I can't like I. It's just so good. And the, the whole, from start to finish, so good. Even, to me, better than the first season. I talked about it last week, so I'm not going to harp on it anymore.
1: But that is my number two pick. All right. Well, these next two for me, I'm not going to talk a lot about because I think they've been talked about in a lot of different places. Plus, I don't want to spoil anything. Right. That's,
0: that's going to uh, be a hard thing with some of our picks as we don't want to spoil because it's still fresh, but we're talking about 2020 here. All right.
1: So, number two, Ratchet. Ratchet. Oh, is that about Nurse Ratchet? Uh-huh, from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I have this been was... wanting to
0: uh, watch that, and you you like that?
1: I liked it. Now, this is Sarah Paulson right. starring in it. Um, and, of course, Sarah. I think of Sarah Paulson. I think of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Had they had a season drop this year, they would have been on this list. Because <laughs> oh, I love American Horror yeah, Story. Yeah,
0: you, you're just like my wife with that one.
1: But uh, Ratchet, yeah, I, I thought it was really, really good.
0: So this is showing it. it's a thriller.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so the IMDb's got it is, In 1947, Mildred Ratchet b- begins working as a nurse at the leading psychiatric hospital. But beneath her static exterior, lurks a growing darkness. I'm in. All right, because at nursing school, they talked about Nurse Ratchet a lot from that book, and I've never read the book. But, you know, I watched the show.
1: <laughs> you should see the original movie, too. Is it good? Good. It's got a young Jack Nicholson in it.
0: Oh, love that guy. R.I.P. What? I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, is something happened I didn't hear about? All right, everyone. Here it is.
0: Drum roll. <laughs> the number one pick I have never talked about it on this show is the Last Kingdom season four with Uhtred, son of Uhtred Ragnarsson. And let me tell you, I'm a huge Viking era fan, old English fan, um, and this dropped right at the beginning of the pandemic for me. And. I've loved the show. If I could ever get a a sword that's just like Uhtred's, like a replica, I absolutely would. Um, they there is going to be a season five. I'm so excited, but I usually have to wait two or three years before I get a new season. But The Last Kingdom took the cake for me, Chris, and it's just it's just it's just, it's just the one. It's all I can say. Yeah, but Chris, it's That's time cool, man. for yours.
1: Probably no surprise—we've mentioned it on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, actually. <gasps> um, the haunting of Bly Manor. The
0: haunting of Bly Manor. I was—I yeah.
1: was wondering if it was going to make an appearance on your on your list. I really enjoyed it, man. I I binge watched. Uh, well, I didn't quite finish binge watching. Um, Hell House. Right. Because you're trying to get, uh, you're getting ready for it and everything. Hill Hell House. Yeah. I was trying to get ready for Bly just in case. Sometimes with shows like this, you don't necessarily need the carryover. Right. And um, I wanted to, to watch it anyway, so I just did them in order. But... And You enjoyed it and put it as your number one. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, no, 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 no. there are our number one picks for 2020 for our TV shows slash seasons uh i do think it's a little funny to me that i didn't pick well besides the circle i didn't pick any new shows they were all adaptations well new you know continuous continuization anyways you know they continue uh, but i do want to give honorable mentions for me for the magicians season five which was the finale I uh, mentioned it earlier, uh, The Order Season 2 on Netflix, and then a new show was Lock and Key off of the um, the comic books on Netflix. and I'm really excited for, for more of all of those besides The Magicians. Obviously, I wish they would do more, but I just didn't ever get the viewers that it needed to. I really want to see Lock and Key. Yeah, it's a really good one, Chris. I'm telling you, it's uh, I, it, it's a little campy to an extent, but it is like a little thriller-esque horror show, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. I, I really enjoyed that one, Mm. but it's time. I'm excited about this one because there weren't a whole lot of movies that came out, but of course this is our top five movie rankings and review. Uh, Chris, I want you to start this one off. What was your number
1: five movie of 2020? Uh, Slight spoiler. Okay. Um, more than one film on my top five are films that we've talked about on this show.
0: Two of mine are.
1: Okay. <laughs> so number five though for me uh, stars someone that uh, that you mentioned earlier, uh, and it's called Spree. 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 Okay. Um. Very interesting concept for a film. Um, and I'm already forgetting the actor's name.
0: I don't Help worry. Me, Joe Keery.
1: Yeah, Joe Keery. He, um He plays a character who wants to have a social media presence. Hmm. And this leads to him deciding to... He, he also does a ride share. Okay. So he picks random customers of his... And um, basically assaults or murders them. Oh, oh, just, you know, assault or murder. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, I'm not going to go any any deeper into it. It's just, it's really, it's entertaining. I think if you go into it thinking that you're going to see a serious movie, Mm -hmm. you're going to be disappointed. But it's just meant as a sort of off-the-cuff Kind of chaotic watch, I guess. I, g- give it a shot. Well,
0: the the, the the picture on IMDb of the film, or I guess it's the movie poster, is, is Joe with his blood just dripping all that, he's he's smile and he's in a shower. Yeah, that yeah. that looks fun. I am gonna write that one down for sure to watch that one because I do like Joe, especially because you know he's going to be our next uh, uh, Human Torch. So, maybe. maybe. So, for number five uh, is one we have talked about on the show recently, um, and that is Christmas Chronicles Part Two. I top, you know, I didn't watch a whole lot of movies this year. Um, you know, we have we've talked about this one before, so I'm not gonna harp on that one either. But it it's my top five just. Just because we were in a movie drought, really, for me, uh, oh. especially for movies that took, you know, I took interest in. And there are more that I just never got around to see, um, but you know, I can't, I can't rank those if I've never seen them, Chris. So that's why I went with it. Right.
1: Very cool. That almost slipped in there, but I, I enjoyed Spree a little bit more. Yeah. Um, fourth is one that we covered on the show. Okay. Uncut Gems.
0: Uncut Gems as numero 4.
1: Yeah. I it, it was just it, it was one of those films that the more I thought about it, the more it really was an enjoyable watch. It's like we talked about at the time, you're not going to like the main character. Like, he deserves everything that's coming to him. Yeah. Um but it kept me involved. It told a good story. There were certain things I felt like they could have done less of and fleshed out more of some other characters to give us more reason to care about them. But at the end of the day, that combined with what you said, not a lot of movies came out. Mm-hmm. Of the ones I saw, that that came in fourth for me. You know, mine's a little bit of a different route.
0: Uh, this one came out a little bit earlier in the year, uh, more of, I guess sh- two of the movies on this list are comedies for me. And this one, i you know, I don't think we've ever talked about really is Palm Springs with, uh, Andy Samberg and JK Simmons, uh, Peter mm-hmm. Gallagher, Kristen Melody, uh, Miliotti, excuse me, Tyler Hecklin. uh, I love that guy anyways, but, <laughs> It's just it was a fun Groundhog's Day movie that really messed with the Groundhog's Day formula, uh, and it was a wedding. It start it starts off with some just some very funny things. I, again, I don't want to ruin anything, but that was number four for me. I highly recommend everyone watch that, and I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu is where it launched.
1: Hulu. Uh all right, you yeah. set for number three. Mm-hmm. All right. So number three. This one is a really different film. It's not a horror movie. Um it's I would I would almost classify it more as a psychological drama slash thriller. Mm. Those um, are fun. But it's called I'm Thinking of Ending Things.
0: I'm Thinking of Ending Things.
1: And I really don't know if there's anything that I can say without kind of going down a path of uh, <laughs> giving details away. That Except to say that it's about a woman who goes to visit, with her boyfriend of course, his family. Her Gosh. first time meeting them. Hmm.
0: Um, oh, it's got Colby Menifee in it. She's from The Boys. Or she's in The Boys.
1: But it's definitely worth a watch. Check it out. It's a Netflix one?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know it's always going to be a good one for when I Google it. it the second option is uh, the ending of I'm Thinking of Ending Things Explained. <laughs> Those are always fun ones. Yeah. Now, my number three uh, comes from it is an Angel Sandler film. It is not uh, uncut gems, but it is one of his films, "The Wrong Missy," with David okay. Spade, Nick Schwartzen, Lauren Lapkus, Rob Schneider, all you know, all of his his friends. I thought you were gonna say "Hubie Halloween." Hubie <laughs> Halloween. This is this came out a little bit earlier than "Hubie Halloween," a couple months. Um, I want to read the little synopsis of it this because this is a very fun one it's any annum sandler movies you just have to go in uh just wanting to have fun because you're going to like it's it's just a fun film um of course i'll go to 33 on metacritic but anyways it's tim thinks he's invited the woman of his dreams on a work retreat to hawaii realizing too late he mistakenly texted someone from a nightmare blind date (laughs) it's great it's on netflix Please, 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 please watch it. It's only an hour and a half long. Oh, but I'm telling you, it's. Uh, I'm thinking. I want to watch it again. I might watch it again tonight.
1: <laughs> oh man. All right, Christopher. Number two. Number two. This is another one that we watched uh, for the show, and I, I just every now and again at random times it'll pop back into my head. Right. And that's the devil all the time.
0: Devil all the time. I see. I knew. I just. I knew you were going to put that on your list.
1: Yeah. Uh, I loved it.
0: It. it I mean, if it almost did pop up on the You. You know my thoughts on that one. I. I was. That was a film that I didn't really um, particularly like, but it was really well done. But in mm-hmm. just Christmas Chronicles, I liked a little bit more. You know, popped up for me. <laughs> so my number two. Is not one I've talked about on the show before, and this one it came out at the beginning of the year on Disney Plus. And this is Onward, uh, from Pixar. I've heard
1: good things about that.
0: It's got Chris Pratt in it, Tom Holland, they're the, both of the two main characters. Uh, it's about uh, what, what are these guys, elves? And one's got access to magic, it's a like a long, passed down thing that's not really in there. He tries a spell to bring his dead dad back, only ends up bringing his pants. And it's a story of two brothers, you know, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, uh, and their experiences with you know their dad not being there and things that they wish they could do with their dad and stuff like that. And oh man, this one I I I don't like to be okay. I'm an emotional person when it comes to a lot of these things, and this one had me had me tear jerking at the end of it. But it's just so. Good. I recommend anyone who's at Disney Plus to watch it.
1: Cool. Yeah, I need to check that out. Um, I've heard good things about Soul too, because it just
0: yes. Broke. I unfortunately I have not had the time to watch it, but I did want to watch it Christmas weekend. But I've heard a lot of good things about that one as well. Yeah. So we're at
1: number one.
0: <gasps> oh, <don't> do
1: <laughs> Flashbacks to Howard Stern's movie when you do that. <laughs> um. So, number one was another one that we covered here, but it was really, really a fun watch. It's
0: my... it's I, I guarantee it's my same one. Enola Holmes. Yes, it is! Oh, man.
1: That's the same one. <laughs> it was just hard not to pick that.
0: Absolutely. It just... It was... Uh, oh, so... Like with Henry Cavill, uh, Sam Claflin, Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, and There were so many... Good actors and actresses. The story was great. I'm so glad we're getting a second one at some point.
1: Oh man, I'm, I'm really glad you picked that one with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I could not. That was. It was. It was of the films I saw, and I'm sure I'll probably watch some other things. You know. From this year and a year from now, this list could be totally different.
0: Right. Enola Holmes. That listen there. That is number one for Chris and Tyler. For those of you keeping score at home, but yeah, I mean it's like we've talked about it in the review. We had so much fun with this movie, mm-hmm. and, and you know, such a typical Sherlock Holmes uh, story. It, I mean, it's just, man, it's just such it's just so well done. And I really can't wait for the next one. But Chris, this is going to be a topic that a lot of people are wondering. I know, uh, you know, you're the movie guy, uh, to, to, I guess, to my video game guy, and this is going to be a controversial one. Uh, I talked about it before the show. I had like I had pretty much a top three tie for number one, uh, and I'm very curious to see what yours is for this whole for this whole thing here. But Chris, I'm going to start off with number five, and this one. This game came out of nowhere. I was not expecting to like this one as much as I did, especially not to put it on this blockbuster of a year, on this mm. top five list. But that one to me is AstroBot on uh, PlayStation 5. The tech demo that celebrates the the history of. Uh, the PlayStation and Sony and everything like that. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. I uh, want another uh, iteration or another or a continuation of this. I want to play more AstroBot, And I, that's just why it's my number five.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, Going into my list, I'm going to say, you know, obviously these are games I've played at least a little bit of. Right. Uh, I can't go off what I've heard about. Other stuff, but number five. Speaking of controversy, um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven.
0: Yeah. It, I don't, I don't even have it as an honorable mention on mine, but I did think about it. But I mean, since we've last recorded, I, I have not touched it. Yeah. So, but uh, have you played any more since? two
1: weeks ago a little bit but not very much
0: it's uh, i'm I'm curious to see what the january update is i've had a lot of people still loving and still playing it but Mm. a lot of it has died down since all the stuff at the beginning i just it's not there's just so many other games especially that's other on this list that have kept me occupied right so i just i couldn't i couldn't in good faith put it on there but this is, here's a controversial topic, speaking of, you know, for, for me. My number four is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Really? I, yeah, and I sat down and th- really thought hard about this list. It's just, there's so many good games that came out this year. Granted, I have not, you know, uh, sidebar, you know, take this how you will. I have not beaten Assassin's Creed Valhalla's main storyline. So I can't really... Say if it if it's you know great at the end. It if it's a great game. Slowly might be my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Have it. I want to see how the ending plays out. But it's it, it's fun. But it's just not uh, to the tier of some of these next couple of games.
1: Right. So number four on my list um, is the only sports entry. Ooh. And it's MLB The Show 20.
0: Okay. This is your only sports entry, huh? My only sports Ooh. entry.
1: Um, yeah, Madden was not going to make this list. <laughs> I, know I, I know I play it a lot, but it sucks when it comes to gameplay. <laughs> can not put on a top five list, huh? <laughs> no. Bottom five, maybe. Right. Um, now, MLB The Show, I, I just... I enjoy it. It's... Um, the head to head mode is is smooth. It's one thing I don't enjoy about Madden head to head is you get in there and <clears throat> people select a play and then they change everything everybody on the field is supposed to be doing. It's like, well, why'd you even pick that play? To
0: play? Right. Uh, don't you just, uh, I, <laughs>
1: I couldn't stand playing against people like that. And then with MLB The Show, it's pretty much straight up because yeah. you don't have that kind of thing happening. I love their Diamond Dynasty mode. Um, And unlike with Madden's Ultimate Team mode, every time you play a different mode in MLB The Show, you earn XP towards your Diamond Dynasty. Mm. You don't have to play that mode. So that's one of the other reasons. Plus, when you actually earn things, they give them to you as opposed to giving you the right to buy them with real money. Um, (laughs) Not a pay-to-win. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It definitely earned its spot on my list of the games I played.
0: Now, here is where we get to the the part that I mentioned earlier that any of these next three, depends on any of my moods, could have been number one. And it's very hard to, to put it on there. Um, the way I, Animal Crossing. No, well, I didn't play Animal Crossing this year. I played it on DS. I just. It's not one of those games that I enjoy. But I understand why everyone else does. It's just not one that I could spend money on and, and be okay with. <sighs> number three for me is The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, again, like I said, this could have been easily number one. It just depends on my mood when I was making this list and everything. But I've really enjoyed it. I don't want to spoil anything. The story is so well done. This uh, did, didn't come as much as a surprise as the number one and number two did as far as how good the story is. Uh, just because I knew it was going to be good. Uh, but it's just, it's just number three for me.
1: Right. Um, number three for me. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, is, is the same. Really? Yeah. Um, I didn't get to play a whole lot of it. Yeah. Or I should say I haven't played a lot of it. I've chosen to put my time into other stuff. Mm-hmm. But what little I played when I started, although I haven't played any more of it, it, it hooked me as far as wanting to come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I had to put it at number three though because of the two games that I have above it.
0: See, I, I feel like we're we're pretty much on the same wavelengths of that one. Now, number two is a game that came as a a shock to me. Uh, I was telling a story just a minute ago with, with Last of Us. Uh, I've been waiting for this game due to the the company that made it, um, Sucker is um, infamous ga- Infamous games absolutely love so, and this one is Ghost of Tsushima again I'm going to say for the next two games this could have been number one this came this one though came as a shock to me how good it was it was very fluid and a lot of people are saying this is what Assassin's Creed should be series wise it, di- it felt like a Assassin's Creed game the story was really well done with Jin. And, I mean, and he has now become a staple of the PlayStation. Uh, he He's become an icon for PlayStation now. And I really can't wait to see where he goes next.
1: Yeah. Uh, number two for me, Ghost of Tsushima.
0: Jesus Christ, Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the openness of the world. I love one aspect of the game that I loved. And I don't know why it appealed to me so much. I think it was the subtlety of it, right? Is the fact that there's nothing blatant telling you go this way. Mm-hmm. You just have to watch the way the wind blows.
0: Dude, that's and that's what I'm saying. Like this, this game just came as a, a a complete surprise to me. Like when you're watching the reveals of the the some of the gameplay that they did throughout the the year, and then last in 2019. I just did not expect for me to enjoy this game as well as I did. I'm generally I like having a HUD and all this other stuff. But with this one it's just follow the wind. If you see a smoke signal, go towards it. If you hear something, go towards it. You really don't have like a a pretty much a main objective to say, Hey, you need to go this way and then it's oh that's such a good game. And of course all of the majority of these I have platinumed, uh, or one hundred percented if you will. Besides uh, Assassin's Creed
1: Actually, oh, and Last of Us. And that opening scene, by the way, oh. which I, I saw before the game ever dropped, because I think it was Alana Pierce had a preview copy. Right. And she booted it up and she started playing it. And that opening scene. On the beach. In Ghost of Tsushima. Oh. It's just... Phenomenal!
0: It's 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 just crazy to me, you know how cool video games are. It's almost like, Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us really, both could be movies. I mean, The Last of Us we are getting a TV show, but I mean, could you imagine watching a movie of Ghost of Tsushima? Like I feel like it would be so well done, and mm-hmm. oh, that's just it's just beautiful. Um. <sighs> I think a lot of people, if they if they know me and they've listened to the show, they know what number one this is. And, of course, this is – I've talked about it. I've said it before. I said this will be the game of the year guaranteed for me. Um, and that is Marvel's Avengers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that does get an honorable mention, though. I almost did put it as number five. I really did. Um, but number one for me. Is Spider Man Miles Morales? Uh, this, of course, uh, you know, both of us were real big superhero guys. This story I did not expect to hit me as hard as it did, and how great it was. It's a shorter game, so it wasn't long and drawn out. Well, I don't want to say long and drawn out, but it wasn't as long as Spider Man uh, 2018. It you know wasn't as long as The Last of Us or Ghost of Tsushima. It's just a quick little ten to twelve hour story. But the emotion, then the writing, the gameplay—all of it put together—made that my 2020 game of the year. Yeah, I haven't gotten to play that. I'm telling you, you're it's
1: it's, it's great. Um, so my number one—I've made comments on here about it. It's probably not going to be a surprise to the people that have have actually listened. And it's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm.
0: So how how much further are you now?
1: I'm not too much. I think I've completed another 4% mm. over what I was before. Um, just taking the time to... We talked about this once before when kind of comparing why... I didn't like cyberpunk as much as I probably could have. Right. Um, and mentioning that Valhalla's a much more leisurely experience. So it's nothing to go in there and just roam the countryside. It's and so eat, beautiful, too. And to randomly come upon something like, you know, I know it sounds funny, but you randomly come upon an abbey and you're like, yeah, we'll do a raid. Yeah, <laughs> you go in there and you raid it, and then you just wander around for a while more. So it's, you can put hours into the game and not get one or two more percent completed. Right. Depending on how you play. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm starting to get to that point in the story though, where um, I'm butting heads with Sigurd. Mm-hmm. Have so. you have you met King Alfred yet? King Alfred, I believe so.
0: Okay, it's it's a good uh it's a fun game. I played, uh you know since we're on the subject, I think the last time we talked, I played, because I mean I didn't have internet, so that's why I played last week. You know two weekends ago, I right. played for three days. I played um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and just it's a beautiful game. It's just it. some of these other ones I've played just are heavy hitters for me. And I couldn't not say them. Right. But ladies and gentlemen, that is our 2020 interview. I asked on Twitter. I want to know what your 2020 interview is. Two of you guys wrote in and I wanted to read them off real quick. First one we have is Jopa writes. He also has a podcast called the writer's thoughts. You can find that on dot com. So make sure you go check him out. He's a, uh, he just does just him for right now. He says he's gonna start bringing in guests, uh, you know, a little bit after. It's just him, his thoughts on you know movies and TV shows and games and stuff like this. It's kind of like what we do here, but a little bit more in depth with just him. But for sure, check him out. His TV show of 2020 was The Mandalorian season two. His movie was Enola Holmes, and his game was Genshin Impact. That's like man, you absolutely belong with Enola Holmes going on there as number two. And our last one is by the one and only Domo. You can find her on DLive.com slash Domo. And hers is a little bit lengthy, which is exactly what I wanted. She said, for movies, don't really have one this year, unfortunately. But for show, it was one day at a time. It is about a Cuban family that migrated to the States. It focuses on a single mother who lives with her mom and two kids. She was in the military, who was in the process of divorcing her husband, who went back to Afghanistan. He is an alcoholic and still going through PTSD and got violated at a point in their marriage. When he got called out to leave, she accepted she was going to raise her family as a single mother and both agreed to the divorce. She's an RN, love it, now who is learning the ins and outs of being a single mom and a single woman. Her mother is her lifesaver who helps her through her anxiety as she comes across with the dealings of all the changes and happenings in her life. Uh, she goes on to read you know, much more about that, and she says I would really enjoy that show, and she recommends it for everybody. Her video game, uh, she says, Real Talk is Grease or Lost Ember. Both indies were very life-changing for me to play, to be honest. Anything that hits close to loss or rediscovery in peace, it honestly just captivates. captivates me. The production and artistry of both games are absolutely stunning, and they're both number one in my opinion. I can't pick just one. I literally was in tears after completing both games. Both are focused on finding an answer and figuring out why things came to be, and for shooters, of course, was Warzone. Nothing like it. Warzone, there is, uh, I waited for years as see Call of Duty to come out with a big battle royale that involved not only boots on the ground with less futuristic changes, I wanted to I wanted something like Black Ops plus Modern Warfare 2 combined, and Warzone became it for me. It's pure skill and gives me what I've been asking for since I played Fortnite, Apex. I've always wished for a Battle Royale out for Call of Duty and then did it right with me. And ladies, I this that's it. That it was our 2020 in review our last one uh Make sure you do your homework. We are going to do a Wonder Woman nineteen eighty-four in review next weekend. So make sure you are doing your homework for that. Uh Chris, technically we had 10 Ep Ten shows. Um this is our little I guess you say it's our spin-off or our special episodes, we'll call it. Uh right. we did ten in twenty twenty. We brought the Nerdwide Podcast to life. Um we're finally done with twenty twenty though, and I can't be any happier. Uh you know, but (laughs) yeah, brought a lot of ups and downs. And of course, one of the biggest ups for me is this podcast. So thank you to each and every one of you that have listened, that spent the time sharing it, that spent the time watching it, um, making it any better. Of course, that's, we plan to have a year full more of these episodes. So next year's uh, 2021 interview should be a lot of fun. Um, and hopefully with a lot more uh, viewer feedback. And I'm just, it's going to be a good year. I'm I'm willing that into existence. Me, uh, Chris and I are going to go watch some of these movies together. We're going to go home. We're going to record an episode interview where I, I just, I can't wait. I mean, looking towards the end of the year for somewhat back to normalcy and I can't wait.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's, uh, it's been a little bit of a rocky start, internet issues and, and things like that. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a full year of it, and uh, maybe get some interviews on here with some people mm-hmm. and and things like that. So, um, hopefully, all these folks that are here at the at the ground floors, we're starting up, will stick with us, right?
0: Our ride or dies, if you will, right. But everybody, that is it for Nerd Podcast in 2020. Of course, if you enjoyed this, like I said at the top of the show, share it out. Uh, let us know in the comments what you like, what you don't like, what we can do to improve. Because if you don't like something, we you know we can't change it if you don't tell us. Um, but again, thank you for all of 2020 for all of you who have been around for it. Uh, you can follow us on social media. You can follow the nerdwide account at Nerd Underscore Wide on Twitter. Me at Ty Underscore Haynes. Chris at MFTN7. And guys. That's been your 2020 in review. Thank you again for watching NerdWide Podcast, and we will see you for 2021's first episode, episode 11. Have a good one. Stay safe, wear a mask, and socially distance.
1: Later, guys.